Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. For the past 20 years, you've enjoyed the refreshing tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So in celebration of this milestone, we're bringing Baja Blast in stores nationwide. And for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. 2024 is the year of Baja Blast. In stores now. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 615.24. Void where prohibited. Welcome to Otherworld. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. Today's episode is going to be a little different than anything that's been on the podcast so far. It's a story about, well, I don't even know what it's about, to be honest with you. I'm still not quite sure how to categorize this, which is what makes this story so interesting to me and confusing and fascinating. This is one that I spent quite a lot of time trying to figure out. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't get anywhere in terms of sorting out what happened to the person you're about to hear from. This is a weird one. Like I said, I don't have a category for it. I think the closest thing that I could say is that it involves missing time. Essentially, unaccounted for period of hours or somebody experiencing jumping forward into the future in a way that can't be explained. And it's the first one we're doing like this on the podcast, but I have a feeling it won't be the last. I think this is probably going to draw out some similar stories from people who have experienced something bizarre like this on their own. At least that's my hope because I think this is really up there in terms of a topic that people are most self-conscious about discussing, at least discussing their own experience. Because when you tell it to somebody, it's really hard. It's just really, really hard. Uh, I think you'll understand why. But if, if you're not the person it happened to, it could be very, very hard to describe the reality of it. But I have a very strong suspicion we're gonna be getting a lot more stories um, about this topic. I, I don't, like I said, I don't know how to categorize it quite yet. This is one where I really, at the end of this episode, I don't even have a guess as to what could have happened to him. I'm sure various people listening will have their own guesses, their own ideas. I really, I really couldn't 
point myself in one direction um, or the other. I, I really couldn't. So I think this is one that you might enjoy hearing and forming opinions for yourself. So you could kind of follow along with me as I try to get to the bottom of it. This is a real head scratcher for me. <laughs> this is a real head scratcher for me. And I talked to this guest more than I've talked to probably anyone. And I really spent some serious time trying to get to the bottom of it. But like I said, I did not find anything. Only more questions. So maybe some listeners of the podcast will have answers. I will give you as much information as I possibly can to generate your own ideas. So with that being said, let's get started with this episode. This story comes from a guy named Chance. It takes place in Hawaii while he was on vacation with his dad and his cousin. This is episode nine. The title is Over the Fence, and you're listening to Otherworld. My name is Chance Moore. Um, I grew up uh, an only child in uh, the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio. Um, being an only child, uh, we had like a pretty big backyard in the forest. So I was always like really into nature, love nature. I would spend, you know, all day out there in the summer, um, all day out there in the winter. Uh, we had um, a big creek going through our backyard and we had a couple ponds. So, you know, would always play in those and, and catch frogs. We kept koi fish in them. And I had a couple fish tanks of myself. So I was really into uh, animals uh, and nature growing up. Um, and sports is actually a pretty big uh, thing of mine as well. Um, we're big Ohio State fans. I've, I've been going to games and tailgates since I was six months old. And uh, me and my dad kind of, he was always traveling while I was growing up. And so I, as an only child, you know, I was just kind of by myself a lot or with my mom, but they were both working. So it was kind of me and um, uh, like a, one of my nannies who was a bit older who took care of me mostly. Uh, to like kind of like make up for like a lot of lost time, uh, we did a lot of family trips to, I think that was like my dad's way of like helping connect with me was like, we'd go to sporting events or we'd go on big family trips together. Yeah. Growing up, this, this was about, I think I was 14 years of age. Um, I, it was my freshman year of high school in the spring break. So, you know, kind of getting, getting settled into high school, uh, like how's this going to go and, you know, kind of scary when you, when you get in there, if you have any social anxiety, you're just like, How's this going to happen? Like, you know, freshman year of high school. But um, so, yeah, I'd been to Hawaii before. Uh, I, I think at this time I'd been to, yeah, so this is in, I think, 2009 or 10. Um, and so I'd been to Hawaii before. We stayed in Kauai a couple of times on spring break. I think my dad had some credit card for travel. And every year the perk was a free plane ride to Hawaii for like the family. And so we, that's why we were going there so often. But mostly Kauai. And this was, I think my first time on the big Island. Um, and so it was me, my mom, my dad, and my cousin on this trip and, uh, me and my dad and my cousin, he was, he's a few years older than me. We decided to take uh, a day trip to go hiking, um, on Mount, uh, Mauna Kilauea, Mount Kilauea. There's a, a dead crater there called the Kilauea, 
Kilauea Iki crater. Pretty big drive at the time. I'm not sure if it's still going on, but there was a a volcano on one side that was active and it was kind of spilling over this uh, highway. So we couldn't take the shortcut to this place. We had to drive all the way around the mountain. I remember it being like a six or seven hour drive to get there. I remember pulling up to this park and, you know, Hawaii is beautiful. There's trees everywhere, uh, gorgeous island. And then we start driving up this mountain and we're like, oh, damn, like, all right, like that we're going up the mountain now. And none of us had any idea we were getting into. We had just heard like, this is a cool place to check out. You can walk on a dormant volcano crater. And we said, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Um, We drive up the mountain and we're kind of just, we have no idea, you know, what's there even. We didn't really plan it out just being three guys. (laughs) Um, There was like some sulfur vents and like some volcanic vents with steam coming out. We checked those out. Uh, we saw a couple bathrooms. Then we just kept, I think at, at like the bathrooms, we picked up a pamphlet and it, it, it said uh, like a crater hike. And we're like, let's go do that. Uh, so we followed the signs to the crater hike. And, and so we're, we're on top of a mountain and it's, it's real big and rainforesty. Well, we can't see the, the crater yet, but it, there's a path that's like walked down to the crater. And so we hiked down this crater or we hiked down this path that's really steep. I think it was like, took about 20 minutes, uh, 30 minutes to get down to the bottom. Since it's a really steep hill, uh, it zigzagged. And so like we're on top of this mountain rainforest and you have to go down very far to get to like the dormant crater. And the whole uh, like side of it is, is all still rainforest. And so the path zigzags down because it's very steep. Uh, it's kind of like going back and forth around the same area. And then there was a little like trail of water going down, I remember distinctly. Um, I think it was just, you know, that was where like the rainfall was collecting or maybe uh, the path, the path uh, managers kind of put that there for maintenance just so, you know, it didn't ruin the rest of the trail and it kind of led. I wasn't sure, but um, I saw that on the way down and I was like, oh, like that looks, that looks fun to like climb back up. Maybe on the way back up, I'll go up that. Uh, But we get down and the crater's beautiful. Um, You know, it's just, it's just volcanic rock. It's gray, it's black. And that's it for, you know, like, two miles one way and like four or five miles the other. Um, and it was just us on it. It was just us three. And we were like, wow, this is incredible. Holy shit. And uh, we just, we spent like maybe an hour and a half on it, uh, just walking around, taking photos of like, it felt like we were on another planet. Cause you know, how often do you get a whole dormant volcano crater in Hawaii to yourself, you and your, your dad and your cousin, it was, you know, it's a pretty cool experience for us. Um, I remember we, there were like some, some t- tunnels and vents that you could climb through and we would take pictures in them and we climbed through and we were just exploring, having fun. And it, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's just a big vast crater. So after like an hour and a half, we're like, you know, it's, it's time to go up. We've, we've seen pretty much all of it. Um, so we start hiking up. Um, and you know, like I said, I was about 14 at the time and I was like, Oh, you know, it'd be funny to beat them back to the trail. Cause like I said before, it zigzagged up and there was that little like rain path that was kind of up the middle and I thought it might have been, like I said, like it looked a little more managed um, than like natural. So I was kind of, it was right in the middle of all the zigzags up the trail. So um, I start climbing up it to try and race them. Um, not to race them necessarily, but I would like, I was just a little bit ahead of them. Um, like I could see them behind me. And then, so I just kept going up it. And then at one point, um, there wasn't like another zigzag for a little bit. Uh, it just like the rain trail kind of kept going up and I was like, oh, like it'll come back eventually. 
Um, I think I've been climbing for, you know, maybe maybe five five to ten minutes, absolutely max. More on more on like the five side, and all of a sudden, um, I am in a different spot. Um, I'm no longer climbing. Uh, the terrain is completely flat, and I, I'm looking at the ground, uh, still in the rainforest. And I, I look up, and you know, there's there's trees around me, still in the rainforest, uh, dead leaves everywhere. And I kind of see I'm in like a fenced in area um, and it's it's about 40 by 40 foot wide, maybe 40 by 60. It's about a four to four and a half foot tall chain link fence. And I, I know that or I, I have no recollection of getting to this fenced in area. Um, you know, there's nothing in me that would want to climb a fenced in area. Like, why would I want to put myself in a fenced in area and kind of trap myself? I was just trying to race my dad and my cousin back to my car. Um, and you know, only about f- five to ten minutes, I was climbing, uh, and then I ended up in this new spot. Um, so at this point, some panic comes over me. Um, you know, I have no idea where I am. I have no idea how I got there. And like I, I'm in the I'm in a rainforest on the top of a mountain in Hawaii. Um, and so I kind of I, I walk around this fenced-in area a little bit. Um, I do a 360, and you know, I see how big it is, and then I kind of start to walk around this fenced-in area. And I, I noticed uh, the slope um, on one side of it, and it, you know it's pretty steep. So I'm assuming that I'm on on top of this this crater um, again, you know, relatively close to the path I was hoping. So I, I think my best course of action at this time is, you know, I'm going to you know try and climb down back to the crater so I can get to the path, uh, just because I was so worried about what happened. I, I didn't know where I was. I was like. I want to get back. I was kind of scared and, you know, I'm 14 years old. I was like, I want to get back to my dad and my cousin because, you know, something obviously isn't right here. Um, I, I didn't climb in this fenced in area and I'm in it. Um, and I, I don't know where I'm at. So I, I go to climb down. Um, and it's, it's very, very steep. Um, and not, I don't have the trail anymore to, you know, kind of help me. I know I went off trail, but it's a little easier to climb off the trail. And even though I was climbing, um, off trail when I was going up the mountain uh, that I still kind of had that little water path that as like a footrest um, so it was a little more maintained there but I start climbing down um, extremely steep and I I kind of like misplace one foot and I fall for, for about a good uh, maybe like 30 to 40 seconds I'm just kind of rolling down this um, and I'm young so it, it it didn't hurt too bad, but then at the very end, I think I knocked over a tree and it, it kind of slammed me. Um, it kind of fell on me, not too big of a tree, but a dead branch kind of fell on me and hit me in the shoulder. So that hurt pretty bad. Um, and then after that, I was like very shook because I kind of realized I was like, I didn't, I never went in that fenced in area. I don't know how I got there and now I'm falling down a mountainside. I don't know where I am. I don't know where the trail is. And so I start screaming for help. Um, and I just keep screaming, help, help, help. Like, is anyone there? Can you help me? Um, and I, while I'm doing this, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still going down the trail as much as I can. Um, and eventually I, I hear a voice call out in the distance and it, it, it was kind of just like, huh? And I, I'm like, hello, help. Like, is anyone there? And I just hear like, uh-huh. And like, he just kind of like, mumbles back at me a couple times. It was a man's voice, um, a, a boy's voice actually. And I, you know, I just keep screaming help and I'm trying to walk towards it. Um, 
And eventually I, I get to the trail, uh, the, the very bottom portion of it. And uh, there's another teenage boy there. I think maybe he was, you know, 14 to 16 as well. Um, he had like the um, the Nike mid-calf socks. He was wearing those, kind of looked like a cross player. He had, um, you know, like uh, some sporty tennis shoes on. He was wearing, you know, regular athletic shorts and like a gray t-shirt. I think the shorts were blue. And I was just like, hey, like, <laughs> what's up? Like, I are you okay? Like, I just got lost up there. I don't know where I was. I kind of told him what happened to me. I was pretty panicked, you know, I might've scared him. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just hiking. Um, and I was like, okay. And so uh, me and him, we, we hike back up to the top and I just kind of keep telling him my story. I'm like, dude, I don't know what happened. Like I just ended up in this spot. Like I, I didn't go there myself. And I just keep telling him that over and over. And he just was like very monotone and just like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, cool. Like, and then we, we kind of get, we're close to the parking lot. Um, and before we get there, he kind of like goes left off to like a different path. And like, I just go, go to the parking lot. And I remember asking, I like, why are you alone? And he's like, oh, you know, my, my family's up, like up there. I was just kind of hiking this. And I was like, all right. And now looking back, it's kind of strange that there was a, you know, a fi- I mean, I was, me too. I was a 14, 15 year old, you know, hiking this trail by myself, but I got lost. And he said he wasn't lost. And maybe his parents let him do that. But um, I, I, I get back to the car and like, I, you know, like I said, I was falling down the mountain. So like my knees were kind of bloody at this point and I was wearing all white and I was just covered in mud, uh, like head to toe. Um, my shoe, my boots were extremely muddy. Um, they were, my shoes were actually like ruined. They were just completely soaked in mud and they were white. And, uh, I get back and, um, you know, my, my dad and cousin seem like extra worried. And I was just, they're like, like, where the hell have you been? And, um, you know, I, I get down and it took me about, you know, I, I stayed in the fenced in area for maybe about five minutes, just trying to determine what was going on. Uh, climbing down the mountain uh, back to the crater or to the trail took about maybe 10 to 15 minutes and climbing up took 15. Uh, so, you know, I couldn't have been gone more than 30 to 45 minutes, um, absolute max. And I get back to the car and my, my dad and cousin are really worried and they're like, you know, where the hell have you been? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's, it's been like 30 to 45 minutes. Like, that's not a big deal. You can calm down. Um, and they're like, no, dude, it's been, it's been like three hours. And I thought they were playing a joke on me. And I was like, no, it hasn't. It's been this long. And, and we went back and forth for a while. And they were just like, just get in the fucking car. Like, we're over you. Um, and, you know, I had to take all my clothes off because I was ruining the rental car covered in mud. Um and I keep telling them, like, I was only on for like 45 minutes. And they're like, no, like, you've been gone for, for three to four hours. And, we, you know, we were considering calling like the, the like the National Park Service or like the search and rescue because like we didn't know where you were uh, and you've been gone so long. Like, we've been waiting here forever. I know that, you know, in, in what I was doing, there's no way that it could have been uh, three hours. Um, and then we kind of just drove back and, you know, I, I get back home and uh, spring breaks over and I, I tell people, I'm like, I knew, I know something was weird about this, about what happened to me. Um, but I was just kind of like, yeah, I told everyone, I was like, I got lost on a volcano and I ended up in this fence scenario and I don't know what happened. And, um, you know, I still, I have no idea what happened to me. Um, and it's kind of sad with me for a long time and I forgot about it for a couple of years and then I remembered it again. And, I actually, I talked to my dad about it like once a year now. I'm like, remember when that happened? And he was like, yeah, that was 
a wild thing that happened. Um, and we still don't, he was like, you were gone this long. And I was like, that's not how I see it, but okay. Okay, we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. I've said before that I do not get scared while making this show, but what does scare me is having to log into my bank account or pay attention to my personal finances in any way. I know that's bad, and I know that it does not make sense, but legitimately, what has recently helped me is using Rocket Money. It's a personal finance app that takes all of your accounts, organizes it into one place, and helps you get everything under control. I feel a lot better using it, and I'm no longer stressed. Also, Rocket Money finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I'm not kidding when I say that I recently discovered that me and my graphic designer, Colin, were getting charged $150 a month by a design service we didn't even realize we were paying for. I wish that was a joke. Sadly, it's true. We canceled it and are no longer paying for this. Thanks to Rocket Money. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. That's rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. It's after bedtime, the kids are asleep, and the moms are out to play. We're Dina and Kristen, the duo behind the Instagram account, Big Little Feelings. I'm Dina, I'm a child therapist and mom of two who nerds out on all things neurobiology and psychology, and Kristen is a parent coach who wrangles three kids on a daily basis, here to give it to us like it is. We weren't meant to do this parenting thing alone. Consider After Bedtime your village. Follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So before we go any further, I just wanted to kind of check in and review things because after hearing this story, I definitely thought it was weird. But the more I thought about it after we hung up our call, the more questions I had. So pretty quickly, I set up another Zoom call with Chance just to ask him more questions. And honestly, I basically interrogated Chance. I had so many questions. It was pretty much like a police interrogation, um, but a very friendly one. I was just barraging him with questions. And what you're about to hear is basically an edited down version of that. Uh, some of the, the main questions I ended up asking him. But me and Chance spent a lot of time together. We spent a lot of time on the phone chatting. We spent a ton of time on Zoom looking at Google Earth trying to find out where that fenced-in area is. And we do have a few ideas based on where he ended up. None of those places are locations where he could have hiked to without hurting himself. Um, But we spent a pretty extensive amount of time doing that on Google Earth and some kind of advanced satellite imaging program that he has from his work as an environmental scientist. So we did our best and talked a lot. A lot of things strike me as very confusing with this. Um, Number one, the length of time that is missing and the location where he was at. This trail, I don't know what you're imagining right now, but when you see it, this is not a trail you can even get lost on. This is a tourist trail. This is like the step one, take the whole family down this trail to go see the crater. It's a major tourist trail There's not really any way you could zig or zag off. There's no way to get lost. You can go two directions, up or down. 
I don't know how to describe it any better than that. If you were to go off, you would probably get yourself hurt. That's, you know, that's another confusing thing to me even now. You know, the more I've looked at what he describes as that rain path sort of going up between them, it's pretty steep. It's very steep what he was climbing up. Um, that's a real head scratcher for me. But I think the main thing that you really have to understand once you see this is that no matter what you think, like if, if he got lost, if he went into some kind of fugue state, if he like inhaled something weird from a volcano and was wandering around, this terrain is so intense. In three hours, he would be dead. There's no question. Like even... 10 minutes disoriented wandering around, he would have died or seriously, seriously hurt himself. So the fact that he all of a sudden appeared that far away and he's clean, standing up, not hurt, feeling fine, that makes no sense to me. Not only that, like the terrain aside, this trail is not a big area. He couldn't have spent three hours wandering around. Like, there's nowhere to go for three hours. I don't know how to explain it any better than that. There's It's up or down. You could go up or down this trail to the crater. That's it. You can't be like, there's nowhere to wander. Um, it's a really, really weird one. And every time I asked him a question and got an answer, it sort of just created several more questions. So I think it's probably as best if you take a listen to this. It's sort of my conversations with Chance and the questions I had for him after. So let me ask a couple questions now before we go further, just because they're fresh in my head. You're the fenced in area. When you do the 360, like, what do you see? Uh, I kind of, I kind of come to, um, at first I'm like, I'm like looking at the ground and I'm like, all right, like, you know, I'm, I'm still in a rainforest. Um, there's, you know, dead leaves on the ground. Uh, you know, dirt, flowers, plants. Um, I kind of look up and, you know, lots of tall trees, pretty, very tall trees. And then, you know, a bit in front of me, maybe like 15, 20 feet is a fence. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then I, you know, I start to do a 360 and I realize that the whole area I'm in is a big rectangle or square of a fence. Um, and I, you know, it, very confusing to me because I had never climbed a fence. I don't remember climbing a fence. So, uh, that's, that's when I, you know, begin to get a little scared. Um, and then, you know, basically just the, the, it was a big flat area, um, and in the rainforest. Um, and then I kind of, I kind of walked towards one side of the fence, uh, towards, I don't know, it was the way I was facing when I kind of came to at the initially, you know, I did the 360, but then I kind of walked the way I was initially facing, um, and it, and it had, had a big, steep slope down. And so that's what I was like, you know, I assume that this is the crater and my best chance of, you know, getting back on the path and getting home and, you know, being where at least I know I am and finding my dad and cousin again is going down that crater. Were you, were you in pain? Like, what were your theories at the time of like how you got there? Were you in pain? Like, what did you think happened? Yeah, uh, I, I had no pain. Um, I, you know, I really... I didn't have any initial thoughts of what happened. It was mostly kind of panic. I, and, and I was like, I, I didn't come here by my, like, I didn't choose to come here. And if I did, I don't remember it. Um, it was kind of just like, how did I get here? And I, you know, I knew 
that I didn't know that. Um, I tried to think about it. I was like, I didn't climb this fence. You know, it, it was like, it was a hard co- fence to climb. You know, I was 14. Um, so, you know, I'm not as tall as I am now, but I was probably, you know, five, five, five. Um, and, you know, to get, to get, I had to climb over this fence to get back to, you know, where I wanted to go. Um, and it was a hard fence to climb. <laughs> I, you, you'd think you'd remember, you know, climbing over a fence like that. Um, so that was, yeah, it, it was mostly, it was mostly panic. I was like, I did, how did I get here? I don't know how I did that. And, you know, my next thought was just, I didn't, I wasn't in pain or anything. My next thought though was, um, you know, I need to get back because I don't know what happened. I just want to get back. Uh, so I, I didn't, I didn't, nothing, no initial thoughts came to me then about what happened. Um, everything about that was kind of after the whole experience. And it was four feet tall? Yeah, it was, it was about four foot tall. Interesting, because I'm not like being critical. I'm just thinking of like 14-year-old. I feel like that would be pretty easy to climb. So I'm just wondering like the details. I mean, it was just taller taller than my, you know, maybe it wasn't four foot, but it was like I definitely had to push up on it and jump over it. Um, it wasn't something that I could step over. Yes, And, got and it. that's what got was it. like, I would remember stepping over, you know, like it was kind of hard to get over the fence. It wasn't just like, oh, like this is in my way. This is an obstacle. It was like, all right, like I'm going to climb this. How am I going to do it? Maybe it was like four and a half, five foot tall. Like I, I could definitely see over it at the time. And I, and it wasn't, I like, I remember being able to see through it. Cause that's how, you know, I knew where I was. It, it wasn't like I'm trapped in this cage and it's like high and I have to like reach up and climb it. It was like, you know, you can step over this if you like kind of push up and jump, like you can jump over it, but it wasn't like a climbing kind of fence at all. Do you think that the kid, you just think that was a kid, right? Like, So at, at first I did. I, w- I really was just, f- for years I was like, that's a kid. And then like, as I kind of, you know, I've recalled the story the past couple years, now I'm like, that was weird actually. Like that, and you know, I can't, I don't know what, which is true, but um like initially it was just like, Oh, this kid's here. I'm super lucky. And he helped me climb back up or he was walked with me and made me feel better. Cause I knew where I was. Um, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm with someone, I'm not alone. Um, but now looking back, I, you know, I find it more hard to believe that this kid would have been, you know, down there by himself. <laughs> um, and like, we, we didn't see anyone on the, like we were the only people on the crater when we were down there. And then like they hiked up, and like no one passed us on the way up. So I don't know how he would have gotten there unless like, I mean, like my dad and cousins say I was gone for, you know, three, three or more hours. Um, so, you know, I guess he could have hiked down during that time. The more I look back at it, it seems a little weird that <laughs> I ran into a kid my age, a teenage boy my age, uh, while I'm screaming for help and it's only him on the hike. And then he hikes up with me and then he leaves me like right when I get back to the car, but like doesn't doesn't like see my parents or like my, you know, my dad and my cousins like leaves before that. I don't know. It, that seems weird to me looking back on it. How far away did he break off from the trail? Um, like, like two minutes before I got back to the car, it was like right before, you know, where we were parked, he kind of just like went the other way and he was like, Oh, I'm parked this way. And I was like, okay. In the moment, it didn't seem weird to me at all. Cause I was just like, you know, I just, I just wanted to be back where I knew with, you know, my dad and my cousin. Um, and do you think you could have had a driver's license? 
Uh, no. I mean, m- maybe, but he he told me he was with his parents. Got it. So they were up there waiting for him? That's what, yeah. He said, my family's up here and like I, I'm hiking down here by myself. Uh, he was like, I just told him I wanted to check it out. Did he talk to you at all? He did. He didn't, he didn't talk much. Um, but like I, you know, I came up and I, I was, I was talking a lot cause I was, you know, kind of panicking, just trying to like, what just happened? And I was, I explained it to him a few times. Um, and I'd ask him questions and, and, you know, he would answer very subtly, uh, and you know, wasn't getting into too much detail, but he did, he did talk back to me. Did he ask about your injuries or anything? No, he didn't. He did not seem too, um, interested in, in what I had to say or me at all. I don't know if I scared him. <laughs> I'm coming down the side of a mountain covered in blood and mud. And I'm like, help, 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 help. I've been lost for three hours and I don't know how I got here. I was put in a fenced in area and you know, that like I could scare the shit out of a teenage boy on a trail alone. Um, but yeah, he was not asking very many questions. He wasn't asking any questions at all. I, I was kind of just telling him things and he was giving short answers. And when I asked him questions, he was, he was very quiet about it. Was he like, Come with me. I know where to go. No, no, not at all. Um, I was just like, is, is this like the trail down to the crater? And he was like, yep. And I was like, are you going up? And I, I could, I saw him kind of walking that way. He was faced up. He's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, like, can I, can I hike up with you? Like I'm lost. And he was like, yeah, we, we can go together. How long would this trail normally take to hike the entire thing? I think um, from the, like from the top of the parking lot to get to like the bottom of the rim was about, um, I think, 30 minutes, maybe maybe a tiny bit longer if you were taking your time. I can look it up. So, like, there's not even, like, a world where you were hiking around for three hours, you know? No, no. Is there a way to describe the, the way the time elapsed? Um... I, I don't, I can't describe it. And that's what's, you know, that's what's, to me, that's what's weird, crazy about the story is I wish I, I could. That's, that's the, that's the weird part about the whole story is um, it just, it doesn't feel right to me is like, you know, typically when time goes by, you want to account for it. That's like our whole brains are wired to be like, oh, like I remember everything. This is what I did yesterday. This is what I did the day before. And especially in the moment when you're like, okay, I don't know how I got here. That's creepy. So you're immediately like, something's wrong whatever. And then, you know, I finally make it back to my family and my cousin. Um, and I'm like, all right, it's, it's all fine now. And they're like, Hey, a bunch of times passed. And I'm like, okay, I knew something was wrong. And that now it kind of makes it even like, okay, something did happen like that. I can't account for maybe because my first thought was, I just want to, I, I don't know where I'm at. how did I get here? Let me get home. Let me, let me find, let me get back to safety. Um, and then once I did, I was like, all right, I'm fine now. That was weird. And they're like, hey, you know, three, four hours has gone by. And I was like, that's not true. And they're like, yeah, it is. And then I was like, oh, shit. Um, something weird happened. When you found yourself in the, the fenced-in area, was it like an immediate jump? Did you, did you notice, like, was there a jump in your, your thoughts, too? I mean, I have a really strong internal monologue, if that makes sense. So, like, like was there continuity between your thoughts were you like still mentally thinking about like running up the trail and then all of a sudden you're just in this other place or like how would you describe that no there was definitely a a break it was kind of almost like um uh when you get you know you get put in a new spot it's kind of it wasn't like oh i'm climbing this trail i kind of like woke up almost in a sense and i was like all right 
what is this? And then I had to gather my surroundings. I, any internal monologue I had stopped. And I was like, where am I? This is not familiar. I don't remember being here. Um, this is all new. Um, and so I, you know, a, a brand new one started. I kind of had to analyze where I was uh, first. And then that was like, all right, let's get back. Because um, we don't know where I am. I have no idea where I'm at. And that was a scary thing. When you found yourself in the fenced-in area, your clothes were clean, right? Um, I was a little muddy previously from just from just climbing. Um, but yeah, but uh, they were they weren't yeah they were the same. And did you feel tired, like that you've been walking for a long time, or? Um, I didn't feel tired in the sense of like my body was exhausted from hiking. I was pretty young, and you know I could go for hours then. Um, but uh, like. Right when I came to, I was a little bit tired in the sense of like, it was kind of like, you know, I, I was standing, but it was like, I kind of woke up again. Um, like, you know, maybe like a very refreshing wake up, not like a, like a few hours, but I was like a little bit tired in, in like the sense of like, my brain was shut off um, and I was, you know, opening my eyes into a new area. I really have no explanation for this. Not even... I mean, I obviously have thought of a couple of things where I could like take a stab, you know, like there's so many things like you could have entered like a fugue state or something. People have that. But how could you have possibly hiked there? And you would know, I mean, you would come to and be exhausted and probably covered in mud because when you hiked back down, you were falling everywhere. Um, yeah, it was so steep that I like one and I'm like, I'm a pretty good hiker. Um, like I'm, I'm an environmental scientist. I go hiking all the time. Um, and I like, I felt like, like it, it was so steep. I like fell down the mountain and rolled down it. Um, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I would have gotten there. <laughs> have you looked on the maps to find where the, the fence is? I was, just, I was, I've been doing that as I was talking. I was going to say, we could, if you want, I can show you. Please do. So yeah, right down there. Now move your mouse a little bit to the, to the right. All right. So where it says lava tube. Mm -hmm. If you zoom in there, on the left side of that road is the parking lot. But it was down there. That was the path down to the crater. Oh, this is so close to the parking lot, Chance. This is so close. So where, like, I, think, where, I, where I think I was is if you, if you go down a little bit. Okay. There's like a little, there's kind of like a little square made by this outside road. I think I was, I think the fence in area was in there. What makes you think that? Because I, I remember kind of seeing a road, like in the in the distance, and I was like, well, I don't know why that's there. I think like a key piece to understand for the listeners is like, this is not a it's a thick trail, but this is not like a long trail. Like, no, no, it would be hard to spend three hours there. Absolutely, like especially not if people are looking for you. Like it would be hard to hide for three hours. Like, yeah. So like I, I got I got lost where those zigs were and I was climbing towards I was climbing towards you know the parking lot um, towards the road and and then you know ha like I ended up over in that spot where I and like that's not close that would be hard it would be hard to get there off trail on the side of a mountain and it's steep terrain like there's no way you could have just like accidentally walked there that's where it's really steep right there that's where I fell down how could you have got there's not even a trail. There's not like a wrong turn you could have made. No, there's not. There's one trail. It, it would have been impossible to get on, get up there, unless unless I had like ran all, all, along this road for like 
a long time and then like ran into the forest. But then you would have like had to climb up that cliff. Yeah, exactly. And I would, yeah. Oh man, this is so weird. Yeah. My, like, if, if you like put a gun to my head and you were like, you have to guess, you know, what happened. Um, and like, I, 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 my, I think the, I mean, like, I have no idea what happened. I'm, I'm not saying that I think this happened, but if you were like something weird to you happened, like you have to choose of this list, you know, like this is what happened. I, I would say aliens. And I'm not, I'm not even sure if I think that aliens are coming here and like abducting people and like blacking, like blacking them out, wiping their memories and like putting them back. But like, I like, I don't know. I was in one spot and then I was placed in another and like, I did not, I did not put myself there. Um, and there's like three hours, you know, two and a half hours of, of time that I don't recall. I don't know how that happens. Um, lots of people were like, Oh, Hawaii has tons of spirits. Um, and some people were like, Hawaii has military bases. And like, you know, maybe it was the military, um, I, you know, ghosts, ancient spirits, like if anything's possible, you know, like I'm, I'm not confident enough to say that I know what happened to me. And so like, I, I think that anything is literally possible. And like, I'm not going to close the door and be like, that didn't happen to me. That didn't happen to me. I'm not going to sit here. And I'm like, Oh, I know this happened to me. Like, I know, I know what happened. And I don't know what happened during that time. Um, and so that's, I have, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. And I'm, it's, it's fun to hear uh, certain opinions on it. And like, you know, I, I have one that I, le- I lean towards, but um, I'm not confident in anything at all. I mean, a lot of people might think you're just like crazy or had some weird laps. Like it's, what is it that makes you immediately jump to aliens? Like, why is there no way it could have been like a mistake? You, you like, like, what is that? Like, what, what makes you think, why is that your number one choice? You know, I'm, I don't, I'm not saying that I think it is aliens for hundred percent sure. Cause like, I have no idea what happened, but if you were like, you know, you have to pick from a list of weird things, this is what happened to you. Um, I just, I think it was that because you know, of the, of the memory loss of what was three, uh, you know, three hours. Um, I don't think that that I don't think that you just lose memory. I know that there's natural ways that people lose memory, but I don't think, you know, there's no way I could have hiked up a cliff um, for three hours with no memory. Uh, That's just, I think that that's a little, and you know, that sounds, (laughs) maybe it sounds easier than aliens, but um, I just think that there's something out with outside play that had to do with me losing memory. Um, And, you know, I, people have said there's portals and stuff and, you know, maybe that that's true. Um, but I don't, I, I didn't, it didn't seem, you know, portals to me are like from movies, you know, like you enter something that's like weird and moving and you would like teleport somewhere and you're like, Whoa, I'm here. Uh, but it was like, I was climbing and then I was somewhere new and I don't remember anything at all. Um, and then that, you know, the, the weird kid maybe, you know, sometimes makes me, and I'm not saying that he was placed, you know, I, I'm, I think I have like a very, healthy skepticism of all things paranormal and strange. Um, but it, looking back, that kid seems weird. Um, and so like, there's a couple of coincidences is like, was he placed? Maybe was he not, you know, he could have just been there. How does this memory, this is a big question, but how does this memory and experience fit into your life? Cause you seem like a pretty, what, you know, what society would call a real, uh, what society would call 
a reasonable person. You say that you are pretty skeptical. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's skeptical people out there. How would you explain to somebody like that who says that there's obviously some explanation for this or you're, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, somebody that would normally write all of this stuff off? Like, what would you say to a person like that? Um, you know, to, for like, as far as how it fits into my daily life, um, like, I know it's a weird story. And immediately I was like, I'm not sure, like, people are going to, like, believe necessarily what I have to say. Or they'll just be like, oh, like, that's crazy. And like, you know, write it off and just be like, whatever. He had a crazy experience. Like, that's it. Um, and like, I called, told a couple of my friends. And then like, honestly, I just like, didn't talk about it. Kind of just went out of my life for like a long time. And then, um from my point of view, there's not like a trauma that like I'm dealing with. It's just, uh, you know, like I blacked out or something happened to me. I got put somewhere new and like I was alone. So it's hard for me to like share the experience um, with other people to like figure out what happened and, you know, know what happened. So since I don't know what happened, I just kind of set it aside and, and live life. Um, sometimes, you know, if we're talking about stories, I'll bring it up with my friends. Some of them are like, damn, that's crazy. I like, I believe you. Um, I, I wonder what happened. Like, and they're really interested in some are like, fuck you. You're insane. Like, even some of my best friends are like, dude, like shut up. Like that's not true. You, th it, th it doesn't bother me at all because I experienced it and they did not And I'm not out here trying to prove that I'm like, I don't need to prove the story to anyone. Cause it happened to me. Like, and I, the, the fact is I, I don't know what happened and I can't explain it. So I don't have like an argument to be like, Oh, this is spirits or there's portals or there's aliens or, you know, like you can just black out and hike a bunch of miles and you're fine. Like, I don't know what happened. So I'm not sitting here trying to argue what happened, um, like a specific, you know, outcome or how it happened. So to me, it's just, uh, you know, this crazy thing happened to me. Um, keep on living my life. If you want to listen to it and think it's cool, I'm happy to share. And, you know, if we want to do a little bit of investigating, that's fun too. I, I would love to get to the bottom of it. Um, I don't know if I will, but it'd be, it'd be great. All right, so I mentioned that we did a lot of investigating after the fact to try to figure out more information about what could have happened. I think a main thing that we were trying to figure out is what this fenced-in area was. And we did not find anything. We really couldn't. Let me kind of run you through what I've done so far. So I talked to Chance's dad off the record he confirmed this. He didn't have a lot to add. Um, this is definitely a much stronger memory for Chance, but I did confirm it just in case anybody's wondering, um, but he didn't really have too much to add. Additionally, myself and Chance started calling around that area. I believe Chance talked to an investigative reporter um, locally who reported on a boy who went missing in that area. That reporter did not have any ideas, but they did mention that fences are usually installed around there to keep wild hogs out of certain places. That being said, they didn't have an idea of why there would be a, a four-way enclosed fence. Normally, it would be, you know, a line of fence to kind of keep them out of a long stretch of, keep them off a road or something like that. Um so it was a dead end there. We also both called the park in hopes of talking to park rangers. Did not get any useful information, but I really wanted to do more. 
and didn't want to give up in that area. So it just so happened a few people had reached out to Otherworld, just kind of offering to help out with the show because they're excited. And one of them was this guy named Carter, who I've actually interviewed before. You'll probably hear it one day on this show. But Carter was like, hey, if you have any weird missions, let me know. I'd be happy to help. And so I gave him one pretty fast. I told him, hey, can you call this park in Hawaii? Listen to this entire interview, call this park, and see if you can figure out anything. And he did. He sent me a recording of his calls, and it was extremely long. He was on the phone for a very, very long time with park rangers. In fact, he was on the phone for a long time with one specific park ranger, a park ranger who did not sound very excited to be talking to him. And the recordings and notes of that call were so long that I decided to just give Carter a call myself and ask him if he found anything out. Hey. Hey, what's up? Were you just were you just listening to yourself on the phone? <laughs> yeah, I was listening to the conversation that I had. <laughs> just well, to kind of remember how it went down. Yeah, well, that's what I was calling to ask you about. I mean, you called multiple times to the park ranger's office. Did you find anything out? I mean, not really. Um, he was pretty pretty short with his answers. That park ranger seemed really annoyed with you, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> Especially the second time I called him, he was... I can't believe you called him the second... What, did you think... Were you hoping to get somebody else? I was, I was really hoping to get someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, well, thank you so much for calling him. Talk to you soon. Thanks again. See you later. All right, so Carter asked the rangers a million questions found out nothing the rangers seemed to even be baffled that somebody got lost on this trail in the way that we were describing and honestly I don't blame them after learning a bit more about it and watching some videos of people hiking this trail and talking to people who have hiked the trail the idea of veering off is pretty confusing I think if you veered off at any point you would get hurt or essentially walk into a cliff wall. And if there's anything that kind of gets stuck in my head now that I've learned as much as I possibly can, it's that rain trail that Chance describes. And I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. Like, we found the rain trail, but it's not a trail. It's very steep. It's very steep. I am pretty confused at even the idea of somebody seeing that and thinking they should climb up it. It seems really dangerous. Um, I'm not sure what to make of it in terms of this story, but I'm very confused about that specifically. But there's not a way on this trail to wander off and accidentally walk somewhere else. There's no way he could have walked to the areas we think he ended up. It's very dangerous, which is why I ended up calling off the next phase of investigation. I was actually looking for hikers who would be willing to go off trail at this volcano and try to find the fenced in area based on the GPS locations of where we think it might be. But 
After learning more about this terrain, I realized it's just so dangerous to send somebody out in the woods like that, especially considering the story that we're reporting on in the first place. I just, you know, I, I couldn't in good faith send somebody off to do that, especially when I don't even know what we would gain from learning where the fenced-in area is. I think I'm just curious. So as tempting as that was, I thought it would be just way too dangerous to send somebody to do that. So at that point, I decided maybe that's the end of this for now. Um, I still don't know what happened to Chance, but something definitely did. I don't know. I don't know with this one. I really don't. And I, I would love to take a stab or say something poetic at the end, but I think maybe it's best that I don't venture a guess myself. I certainly have some suspicions, um, but they could go a lot of different ways. So I think the best move is to put this story out there and see if anybody else has ideas. See if anybody else has experienced something like this. Maybe some people in Hawaii have an explanation. I don't even know. I don't even have the tinfoil hat version of an explanation, you know? I don't even have the conspiracy. I just have what happened. So I will do my best to put as much information as I can into this description. And if anybody has any ideas of what could have happened, um, if this has happened to you, I would love to hear about it. With that being said, that brings us to the end of this episode. I want to thank Chance so much for telling this story. This episode was called Over the Fence, and you've been listening to Otherworld. Otherworld is executive produced and hosted by myself, Jack Wagner. Our theme song is by Cobra Man. Our music and soundtrack is by Treyer Tryon. Editing and engineering by Theo Schaefer. The artwork for our show is by Cul-de-Sac Studios. Once again, this is an independent show, so please show us your support by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and telling your friends. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at OtherworldPod on Twitter and Instagram. Also, if you or somebody you know has experienced something paranormal, supernatural, or unexplained, you could send us your story at stories at otherworldpod.com. 